I've been writing more prose poems in recent years. They're just paragraphs, really. I want to imagine more, to almost tell a story, to feel free to follow something that doesn't know where it's going. Eric Rensberger is originally from Elkhart County in northern Indiana, but he has lived in southern Indiana, mainly in Bloomington, since 1974. His work has been published in numerous journals and anthologies. His chapbooks include, amongst other titles, Letters, Standing Where Something Did, and Blank of Blanks. And he has indulged in more fugitive forms of publication, such as posting poems anonymously on public kiosks, street lamp poles, and bulletin boards in restaurants. He is a convinced and persistent self-publisher. His collected works can be found at ericrensbergerpoetry.net, which is home to his major work, the ongoing chronological series, Account of My Days, at present consisting of more than 1,000 poems. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey. Eric, what poems have you brought for us today? Reading. The article said, the public figure said, his intentions had been misrepresented by those saying negative things about him. I was reading in a hurry because I was fundamentally uninterested in the story but thought it was something I should want to know more about. Because I was speed reading, I read intentions as intestines. They misrepresented my intestines. This was so close to making sense that I paused and reread the complaint about what was being said that was quoted in the article I was not really interested in. And I thought about what misrepresented intestines might look like. I took a sip of coffee, realizing that my reading was no longer speedy and that it had been slowed down in order to contemplate not something hard to understand or beautiful to read, but an absurdity that both confused and stimulated the imagination. Why do I push myself to read so fast, so early in the morning? I thought about my intentions. A deity. The god of disappearances, worshipped in an enormous room stacked with stuff, where people filing through the mounds find poets living on grants given to enumerate all the things deposited there. There is so much of it that no one thing can be proved to be gone. It could always be at the bottom of the next pile or on top of that heap. It's as though everything that comes here has disappeared because it can't be found in all the clutter, but also exists forever, for it cannot be shown to be lost. And in the murmur of poets' prayers, all the enumerations sound like elegies. Historical Imagination They moved about in smaller rooms. We have proof of this. Awkward as it seems, they still managed to get from one room to another by edging around the stacks and piles. In the rooms where one would sit and talk, the furniture was so close together, knees touched. But knees were smaller then. We have proof of this. Even if the seating was cramped, there was still room for a table with a small surface area to sit between, say, an armchair and a small couch or love seat. You could set a drink on it or an undersized sandwich. Perhaps even something you pulled out of your pocket because pockets were bigger then and we carried in them things that nowadays we would leave at home. We have proof of this. 
So out of the pocket comes an antler inset with obsidian flakes along the outer edge. It could be laid across the knees where they touch. So much easier to stay here talking with each other than to get up and edge our way out, edging not just the piles this time, but each other as well. But it might be worth it just to get out of the rooms, pass through a final door, and stand outside breathing. To be done with small rooms for once. We have proof of this. You've been listening to the poetry of Eric Rensberger on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey.